and welcome to the Metal Cell. Uh, that was the amazing sounding Tuesday Blues by Baylor. And I am delighted to say, right here in the studio, is Chris from Baylor. How are you, Chris? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Cool. I'm delighted you're here. Of course, I had to bribe you uh, <laughs> to come here. He's uh, on a slab of beer and 20 major <laughs> to get him here, you know. But, uh, we are finally here anyway. I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. been busy recently, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, so. it's really hard actually to get hold of people at the moment. Um, even uh, Jim Spland, you know Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck Mad thing. Sick. Um, <laughs> I was saying to him there, you know, that uh, he should throw on a leather, that leather dress, and become his own secretary, you know, so we could kind of, <laughs> so I could get him a time to come on. As yeah, well. I seen him on Facebook at that rage fest thing. Yeah. Wearing the dress, just running around the crowd. Mental. Yeah, he's a lunatic. <laughs> Fair play to him. What were your impressions, actually, the siege? Oh, man, that was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a really good one. Um, I suppose four or five sieges I've been to. But uh, that was our first time playing main stage as well. Okay. We always wanted to do that. Like, yeah. But we wanted to do it when, when it felt like it was right. And that was really cool, man. It was no, really fun. Like, Sure, I, I suppose. You know, well, look, from uh, from watching it, your sound was absolutely perfect. We we had this guy Dahi. Shout out to our mate Dahi. Cool. Uh, and he he actually came down to do sound for us, and he offered to do sound for Conjure. So I hooked him up with Conjure. And the, you, did you see Conjure? The sound yeah, was unreal, unreal for unreal. them. Unreal. So now he's doing sound for them at Download Festival uh, in a few weeks. Did he land at that gig? Yeah, Cosmic? yeah. They were just because. Do you know what it was? Is um, they looked up to him at one stage when there, something went wrong with their monitors or something right. and he had a fix like straight away and they were like even I know myself being on stage something goes wrong you look at the sound desk and there's either yeah. they're staring at the dials or they're not even there in okay. the middle of the show and, and he, was he was just right there fixed and they were like that's exactly what we want yeah, <laughs> so, nice and he's really good really good sound like I mean yeah. really confident that like people are getting the best what's his um, background is he um... uh, he's dude's only like 25 he's living up in Dublin now and he he went to Pulse years ago, then he went to Abu Dhabi, and he was doing sound for lots of bands over there and big concerts and stuff. And moved back to Ireland, and he's like one of these dudes, man, that he could be like he could be in the commercial business, but he's just like working with bands, not really making any money because it's fun and he loves it. And you know, he's working with with like he came to do sound for us in Conjure, hoping that he might get something more with Conjure, and he got it straight away because cool. now he's doing Download Festival and stuff. And do you know, like he's young as well; he's ready to go. Like, yeah, he's I mean, really Jesus. talented, man. For twenty five, so. like twenty six, yeah, yeah. that's nuts. We found him last year. He offered to do sound for us at Knock and Stock and, and Townlands Festival, and then it was unreal. And he did. Did sound he for do us. the sound for you at Knock and Stock? No? Yeah, yeah, he Jesus did. Yeah, Christ. that was really good. And then he did Black Dahlia Murder this year for us, and yeah. then came on the Conjurer. I was, I was watching the knocking stock footage there again um the other night it's fantastic it's just brilliant you know if, if anybody hasn't seen it check it out baylor at uh knock what's it called knock, knock and stock, stock yeah. Festival. Yeah, yeah but at the end when you were doing um rage against the machine yeah, yeah. did you see the girl climbing up <laughs> yeah and she does you, all you see is like she does like the a 180 and then like the, the legs just ever. disappear into the fucking <laughs> I do, I, you I, see Alex trying to help her up at one stage yeah, she's like do you want to hand up she's yeah. like no no I'm good I'm good and then she just <laughs> she's wearing a pair of leopard skin yeah. pants it's or something the last thing you see <laughs> I think there's like one guy um, you see him in yellow camo pants he runs off at some stage and just like dives sideways and like completely clotheslines yeah, he just like yeah, yeah. completely clotheslines this girl and he's just like I'm sorry picking her up off the crowd it was mental though it was brilliant it was Sunday mean, night late as well was so that when it was were, I was yeah. going to ask we actually. went on about half eleven so people were drunk at that stage yeah and it kind of filled in nicely as well because at the start yeah. you had the hardcore fans obviously but yeah, then at yeah. the end it was fucking jammed there was like, people kind of filtering into the tent yeah. just going what's kind of going on in there <laughs> walking oh, past God. but I mean it just goes to show I mean the performance was fucking savage I mean you were every one of you were enjoying it you could see it you just yeah. see mad kind of cheesy that was something smart. for us like for years that we wanted to do and really like when we got it we were like wow they've actually given us the slot now and then when they gave us like a Sunday night slot we were like oh this is unreal and we went down Saturday morning and we just like drank cans and stuff and yeah. chilled out on the Saturday but yeah. it was like very aware all weekend that like don't party too much like yes. have a good time and stuff yeah, but yeah. we want to like kill it on yeah the set you, tomorrow, which he did. You know? and i mean you're you've been invited back this year then yeah yeah there you go and i think we're gonna get friday or saturday so we can actually like then play the set get the job done and then okay. join the party there's actually after. a f- dead label have been added as well yeah. and zora isn't it zora and um there's been a, they're doing like a few metal bands i think there's like 
you it's know, kind of creeping into it, isn't it? Yeah, like I mean, they have like we saw Red Enemy there in 2015, and okay. then I I wasn't there in 2016, but Alinkus played it, and then they took a break in 2017. So when it came back in 2018, we were like straight away applying to get in. All oh, right, okay. Because uh, we knew that it worked. We were like, it's not really there's not really that many metal bands, but yeah. we've seen that it works here. Yeah. You know, so we were confident it would work and. Um, we went in and people went went mad for it. Like you oh. know, it's different. It stands out at the festival as well. But it was it was brilliantly filmed as well. You two lads doing it, had you? Yeah, yeah. Like um, Doc and Ro. Doc is in the scratch. Doc visual. Uh, right. He done the latest lyric video. He did the Tuesday Blues video. And long gone, wasn't it? And long gone yeah. as well. Yeah. So and he's in the scratch. He used to be in Red Enemy as well. Right. And he's just unreal. He's killing it on the video. He was on tour with Monuments. Like a few months ago on the oh, road doing their vlogs and stuff and brilliant yeah so he's he's awesome and road then was actually in russia with us as well and he did the lying for a living video so oh right yeah we've another guy paul so we've like three guys that are really good for video yeah. and just kind of get him but i mean as i said like anybody that hasn't seen it uh check it out it's um it's absolutely fantastic and also check out uh their uh, performance as well in golden discs yeah, that was another fun one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad those are the two full set videos we have because they're both they're like, really, yeah, really they're, different. They're different, than, but they're yeah. really good as well. Yeah. And again, it's just uh, watching crowd reactions um, at the Golden Disc one as well. Uh, this woman comes in yeah, yeah. on the right hand side, or would it be on your left? Yeah, she'd be on your left, and she's just watching what's going on. And I think yeah, I think you actually leave the stage and it's moshing around the place, and she's just laughing mad thinking it was great crack yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. like what is this like <laughs> a few people said that, that they had no idea it was on and they were just walking down patrick street it's like half two on a saturday and then there's like hardcore tunes blaring out yeah. holding discs onto patrick yeah. street what's going on up here yeah how did you get that gig if you don't mind me asking i know you were promoting dp like but um, yeah like i saw they were doing live in the vinyl lounge um and like at the time we were doing the, we didn't actually have an, we were going to Russia like a few days after the EP came out. Okay. And then we had an EP launch March 3rd, but I think the EP came out March or February 9th. So we were like, we want to do something kind of when it comes out to try and celebrate it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I got on to Cormac Daly, he runs Cosmonaut Music. And I oh, goes, right. do you have any hookup for something different, a bit weird? Like do we could just like get on the cuff, mm-hmm. do it in a few days on Saturday. And uh, he suggested that, got onto them and they were totally up for it. Um, so we were just like we're going to announce it on like the Wednesday or Thursday and just right. say surprise in a couple of yeah. days there we're doing this yeah. and it was all ages and stuff and there was a couple like even two of the guys from God Alone were there and at the time they hadn't seen us because they were still like 16 and okay, yeah, so, so we there, hadn't done it, any all yeah. ages gigs really yeah. we've done a few and that was the cool thing about Siege as well it was, yeah. it was all ages yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah no it was that was really fun. Uh, we'd do it again, I think, but we were doing an album or something. Like, I yeah. don't think you could just do like a random gig. Yeah. And, go and, and, and you played the pre from start to finish. Yeah. Right? So it had just come out. It's so like, here's all the new yeah, songs. It was a great yeah, uh, promo. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. 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 No, we, we really enjoyed it. So that. Um, you went to Russia then a few days after that. Yeah. How did that come about? Um, we actually got contacted from an agency over there that brings bands over and stuff, and they contacted us and. Uh, we do like do you know there's a band from Dublin This Place Hell yes they had already worked with them so we got onto them and just goes is this real or is it like yeah, are they a bunch of chance or, yeah yeah <laughs> and they were like no it's 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 legit like and they were they said they had a great time and they were saying you know there's going to be like good crowds at the gigs and stuff yeah. and I'd say like one or two of the gigs had like at the time we were like oh it's not great it was like 20-30 people mm-hmm. but we've played to less since yeah, that yeah, yeah, in, yeah. like England and stuff and then over there the best gigs i'd say were like 90 100 people but like when you we had like 90 people in a biker bar kind of downstairs <laughs> and it was a really proper stage but it was just like a weird kind of venue and they had like these metal rails over the scene that you could kind of climb over what? the crowd on yeah. it so, so it was actually mental and they were all like in punk they all had like patch jackets and spikes and they were like proper like like punks over in russia and yeah. stuff. they were just mad for it for yeah, it. They, yeah, don't, yeah. They, they don't really get bands well, see, you'd, you'd wonder would they be professional enough over there? You see, that's that's the biggest. Yeah, thing, yeah, it? yeah. The agency to bring people over, like they definitely their reputation is based on the fact that they actually offer a legit service. It's not right. just like bringing bands over for shit gigs. Yeah, and, yeah. Like they're not putting you in danger. All the accommodation was booked by them and sorted, and all the transport they pick you up at the airport, drop you back. Jesus, and, there like, you go. They do like they sponsor you for your visa to go over and everything. So wow. And uh, so what agency is that, Chris? You might give biker a name booking check. agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biker booking agency. Do check them out and like they're constantly looking for people to work with because they just have a good network of promoters over there. So like for us, we did. 
we were meant to do 10 shows we did eight in the end because our gear didn't arrive so we had to wait for our gear to arrive for like two days and right. then continued on did the last eight shows but we we played a certain amount of cities i see them announcing tours for like indie bands and they'll be like three of the cities but in different venues mm. so they've got like a network of promoters across yeah all of um western russia because when i say western russia we only did western russia but we did like five thousand kilometers in a van like Jesus. road trip so it was mental and, and what was there someone driving for you yeah so we had a driver he didn't speak english slava <laughs> he was cool though he's always giving the thumbs up and good night <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so that, and then we had a tour manager and he spoke english like okay. he had russian he the, or whatever he so. was the go-to guy yeah yeah them. and he taught like if we were sound checking and the sound engineer didn't speak english he just did be the intermediate right okay it was actually perfect like, yeah you know, it was cool and any mad uh stories out of the place no yeah that, that the, can actually <laughs> you can actually tell yeah i'd come back to me there the i'll have a think about that one which one i'll go for <laughs> It was madness, though, man. Was, I mean, when you get there, you're looking out the window, just looking at snow, and you think it's oh, this is cool, and then it just yeah. it's just snowed. What there wasn't there um, a movie there? I was watching it there on Netflix there lately about a band. They were they were invited to play um, in some compound or something, and uh, in Russia. No, but it might as well have been. It was um, kind of uh, redneck Amer- redneck America. Oh wow! Well. And it was a punk band, and um, it all went to shit basically. Wow. You know. Um, yeah. Can't remember the name. That stuff can go the, weird. The green room. The green oh, room. Did you yeah. see it? No. No. Check no, it out. No. The green room. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, so uh, actually, maybe you were better off not. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, one night th- we were there. It was the biker bar. We that was the one night I think we went hell for leather and we were like drinking till five yeah. five a.m. because it was like Vodka, third last yeah. night of the tour. We we're like, this was a re- if we're gonna do it one night, this is a really good right. night. It's a unique experience, you know. Yeah. Like these the biker bar, like all the guys. There was prospects man in the bar. They had the prospect jackets okay. on, and like all the guys had like big daggers and like on their hip, do you know. Jesus. And like there was no like. In the, with the cutlery it was just spoons and forks there was no like you didn't get butter knives or anything <laughs> when you were in there and uh, like they were totally cool they looked after us really well man but uh, like at the end of the night there was a guy being, like he was an ex-Soviet tank driver and he right. was asking us to come back to his house and shoot guns with him and we, we were drunk so we were there to the tour manager man, Stan can, can we go back to this dude's <laughs> house and shoot guns and he's like it's not a good idea yeah. and we're like oh no it'd be loads of fun he's like no this, everyone's pissed going back to this chap's house yeah. shooting guns it's Stan like, oh, yeah uh, yeah, yeah, Stan yeah, yeah. well done, there. Stan. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny actually. Um, I remember being over in Spain, and the Gnostic Front I saw were um, playing in um, some biker bar, and uh, of course the wife wouldn't go with me, so I convinced the local fella behind the bar. He was an Irish bar, and he goes, "What are Agnostic Front like?" And I goes, um, "A bit like kind of." Green Day or Offspring, you know, lying through my teeth, you know, and he goes, oh, yeah, I like them, you know, cool. So, um, he, so uh, again, it was handy because he had the local knowledge of where the gig was on. So we get a taxi out there anyway, and your man says, the Irish dude that was with me goes, ah, delivers to this unit 27 in some um, estate, you know, and the taxi driver looked back and he goes, no one will collect you from that place. And... Both of us are looking at each other. And a man's going, he's sure they're kind of like Green Day. He's kind of half kind of yeah. crying at this stage, you know. <laughs> he smelled the rat. And uh, he dropped us anyway at a full biker bar. Just bikes everywhere. And the meanest looking fucking crowd ever. And in we went to watch Agnostic Front. And straight away, your man kind of was kind of, the Irish guy was kind of dressed up like he was kind of going to a kind of a fucking, a kind of Green Day concert. Like he uh, certainly yeah. didn't look the part. Whereas I kind of did, you know. And uh, it was fucking mental. All stage diving, the whole lot. So he decided to try a bit of stage diving and then, of course, got wiped out. Wow. I went over on my ankle and literally the two of us were in bits outside the club afterwards and we had to walk something like something like eight kilometres to get lifted, you Just know? Just get out of there. Yeah, the area, I mean, like, I can imagine what a Soviet... Yeah, like they be. said to us, it was February <laughs> and it, so it was covered in snow outside. And they were like, if you were here in summer, this whole road would be lined up bikes. They were okay. like, it's just the time of year now where the bikes are all in the yeah. sheds or whatever. And we just sitting here drinking basically <laughs> for the winter. Um, and what was Moscow like then? Did you see much of it or, we, to, or was it the outskirts? It, we, were, we, we landed in Moscow and then we were supposed to hit the road like straight away, drive uh-huh. 10 hours to get to the first town. But then our, none of our gear was there. So tour manager booked us into this hostel thing. For a night, and then we end up staying there two nights. But uh, to be honest, we didn't really see much of it apart from driving around. It's mental though, man. It's like it's just loads of skyscrapers full of apartments. Right. It's like 
it's 25 million people living there officially apparently they were saying it's like 45 40 okay. million like yeah. with legal workers and stuff and yeah it's you just there's like five international airports there jesus just in moscow and mm. they're all like hours away from each other a nightmare <laughs> to get around i'd say if yeah just yeah. landing in they're trying to yeah because our flight got delayed that's why our bags got lost because our we actually had to get a different flight. They ch- we missed the connection flight because the first mm. one got delayed in Dublin. So they put us on a different one and they were like, it goes to a different airport. And I was getting onto the tour manager and he was like, that's like five hours away. Oh, he was like, Jesus. I was like, oh, fuck, man. And it ended up getting delayed again anyway. So yeah. they were able to make it. But he's like, let me know as soon as you know because he's like, our driver is waiting at this airport. Yeah. And he always got to drive five hours to another, and there's all traffic drams. Fucking stress. They have this app over there and it just like shows you all the streets are just completely red. And it's like six, seven lanes are just complete like traffic jams. Mental. For like as far as you can see. It's would crazy. you go back again? I bet you probably would, would you? We would, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I really, I really loved it. Um, I think Dave said that he found it kind of hard because we went far out in Russia. We didn't just, like, Moscow's fine. It's like mm. a European city yeah, yeah. and people are kind of like have a grand standard of living. When you go outside of that, then you kind of see the other side of Russia where there's like a lot more poverty and stuff yeah. along your drive, kind yeah, of, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, he was kind of saying that was a bit weird for him. And he was like, even meeting people at gigs that were like, um, you know, like they're never going to get out of Russia because yeah. it's it's they have that sort of system where it's like everyone there, if you work, you'll have enough money for food, rent, everything on a sort of social level is looked yeah. after but like their money's worth nothing then to travel so yes, like okay, they, to buy like a plane ticket to europe is like a few months of saving yeah. or a, a few years of saving mm-hmm. like if you have a family and two kids and it's just like impossible yeah. you know you yeah. can't get them out of there like yeah. it was kind of that sense from talking to people like there was a sense of that there that mm. people were like they didn't like being there and they can't leave kind of thing yeah. but i think if we go back we definitely want to go like go back and do it bigger do st petersburg we didn't do st petersburg yeah, of course, yeah. and uh everywhere we went people knew norma jean they're like one of my favorite bands and people wouldn't know who converge were every time i die right. but they were like oh norma jean like everywhere we went norma and, jean. yeah Mental. and they, they play there a good bit like every few what years they, yeah? yeah they I go and they play ask, yeah. and they did like the kind of tour we did I, right. it wasn't with biker booking but they did okay. that sort of thing yeah once and then they've started getting on like support slots and now they're headlining gigs in yeah. like moscow and st petersburg and they're mental shows like people go mad for Jeez, them over that's there. class you know, so. it's funny actually do you mention norma jean um i know i know converge obviously um but when I'm playing uh, the Baylor stuff on Spotify, you see, uh, it fucking goes on to this band. I kind of going, geez, they're actually quite good. And I would never, ever listen to them. But it's it's, Jean, yeah? No, it's not them. It's a band called Cancer Bats. Oh, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool that Spotify's putting that out after. It's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what's coming on after, Cancer Bats. Oh, man, know? they're awesome. I'm going, fucking hell, this is pretty cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, So I'm yeah. slowly converting, you know? Class. An old school trash fan like me, you know? They put out an album on 420 <laughs> last year. Right. Um, and just randomly put it out surprise album and it's really really good so, for me it was like their first few albums i was really into them when i was younger and i just kind of just kind of i don't know went i stopped focusing on them for a while and then they just dropped this album last year it's absolutely unreal and, and are they where are they from uh, they're from canada oh canada and okay. they're just one of these bands man they'll play anywhere they tour all year every yeah. year they've been doing it for like 15 years and uh they're just like yeah it's just like the punk rock lifestyle that's what they call yeah, it yeah 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 they're just like they they do it all themselves they sell their own merch they do their own driving okay. everything it's just like four lads and they're always in europe they're always around america Jesus. um yeah they're sound good like yeah, as i said i wasn't expecting to like them but yeah it's kind of you're kind of you're nearly waiting for it to come on now you know class <laughs> to your ep you know Savage, um how did you meet uh hannah gillicker hannah she, yeah she so she does all our press and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw that yeah yeah she she saw it shout out to hannah she's yeah. a legend yeah she's been working with us now almost four years uh 2015 it was the first time we played in london we played the black heart and we had our ep wasn't out yet it was out like five months after i came out april 2016 so this right. is like november 2015 and i sent murdoch were working with whole oh, yeah. at the time um, yeah. and i asked aiden because we were recording but it was like how do I promote this EP? Mm. We just recorded it and he just told me to hit them up. So I sent them an email and I uh, actually sent James an email who was their PR agent and he sent it to Hannah. Hannah got on to me and uh, she was really into it. Saw that we were playing in London a few weeks later. So she's like, I'll come meet you guys. Right. And she came, she loved the gig and uh, we just sat down and had a chat. And ever since now, she's been doing her PR for us. Like, so that's brilliant. Yeah. And it's a good connection to have over there as yeah, well. Yeah. Like. Yeah. She's great, man. And like, 
they're probably one of the best over there. Like, I mean, they're working with a lot of our favorite bands and stuff. And she's like on the latest single campaign, like she's doing all the radio, like uh, press for it. So right. she's sending it out to all the small radio stations, okay. the mid range, the national ones, and like that stuff matters. Like college radio and stuff. Yeah. People think like internet radio and small radio stations don't matter. Like, but they, they do. do man. Yeah. And, like, there's a few people listening to them, yeah. and people are listening to it to find music yeah. a lot of the time and stuff. And it's, it's like, all part of it. Like, yeah, so. I mean, on their client bill, I was looking at the clients. Like, they have animals as leaders. Did you ever hear them? Yeah, they're unreal. Man. I'm gonna see them in brutal assault. Oh, I'm like a away. kid. Do you see where they shop. were playing yesterday, though? No. They were playing in, uh, somewhere in like somewhere in the States, in the desert, and it was like a big amphitheater. It's like Red Rock. Okay, Red Rock. Of, I was going to say Red Rock. I don't Red know Rock. if it was Red Rock. Right. I think it was that style okay. venue, though. Massive type amphitheater up in the top of this mountain. And Jeez. it just sucked. Like, to see them there, man. Yeah, the, oh, fucking uh, hell. I couldn't like believe it. Because it was a, a mate of mine was telling me about him. And um, then, you know, Brutal Assault is so eclectic with uh, bands and fuck me, Animals as Leaders is on that. And I just went, nice one, you know? Yeah, man. Um, they're class, man. They're really, like, so their clients of theirs, Conjurer, obviously, Black Label Society, High on Fire, uh, Tesseract. And is it a band called Versif from Dublin? Yeah, man. Versif. They're, they're like a sort of pop punk, yeah. hardcore type yeah, thing. Yeah, they're yeah. signed to a US label. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I thought like you might be the only Irish band on, on their uh client list you know but um i think i actually nice helped get first of on there I, did you for, they were on to be just after they got signed they sent me their ep and stuff they were like you know they obviously saw that we were promoting ourselves well and stuff and so i just told them to hit them up and hold tight we're into their songs and been doing, working around for two or three years as well i think like, yeah so, yeah so, so is it kind of then we'll say does hannah then organize and um, the uk tours or how does no, that work so like it's just press like so like it's just press okay. yeah so like if we we just recently put out a single so she's doing all the radio press for that and then okay. she was kind of sending it out to um to just people like uh it, like you wouldn't do magazines and stuff it's more for like eps and albums okay. so if we're doing a single she's not like metal hammer aren't gonna cover yeah. like Baylor have a new single yeah radio. yeah yeah but um yeah, so she's, it's mainly radio press. And then when we're doing EPs, like it's her and James is another guy that works there. He's actually the owner of Whole Type. Okay. He's in Tesseract as well. Right. And he'd be like in with all the magazines and stuff. Uh, so he, okay, he, so that would kind of get you... Yeah, he does our like print press. So yes. it's like Crang uh, or Metal Hammer yeah. or anything. Yeah, like, there's not many bands um, in, in Ireland that have that kind of press. Yeah, yeah like... Fairly unique that way. I mean, congratulations well, on, on getting that, you know? Yeah, man, like I mean... I don't know, like you, you put a lot of time into the tunes, you kind of want to do your best to try and promote Correct, it. Like obviously, yeah. we kind of got lucky as well with the timing of when we did that EP. Murdoch were doing well. Yeah. Aiden recommended us. We were playing in London a few weeks later, so it was great. You know, yeah. But Hannah actually hasn't seen us since that show. Jeez. So she'll probably catch you this time. Yeah, yeah. yes. And um, she's like been doing press invites for that now, so she's getting onto people and blogs and stuff right. and asking them, like people who've already covered us online yeah. covered our, any of our EP releases or anything yeah. and be like the guys are playing in London go check them out so yeah. that could lead to like live reviews of course and it could, things yeah. like that yeah. but yeah she'll see this and I'm excited for her to come see us again because she saw us till 15 like a completely different set we had a different yeah. drummer it's like it was a different beast yeah it was then, a different beast you know, yeah. so it'd be cool enough for her to see it again kind of even um, let's just talk about your videos that you've done um, as well you know I mean Rob did a load of them for you yeah um and then you've connor is it and ronan yeah 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 connor connor dockery is like doc visual yeah doc yeah, visual yeah, yeah. yeah and uh familiar wolf productions they worked on dead weights oh yeah man yeah he's cool like james sheridan did the art for our last ep and for the ptsd ep right and then we asked him when he did the ptsd ep with death weights on it he he sent us like uh, a picture of how he was making the art, and it was just him in his like room inside in the house and everything. And he had the thing pinned up, and he just set it on fire. Yeah. He spray painted it, and then just set all the spray paint on fire. And I was like, man, that would make a sick video. Yeah. I was like, what would you think of doing a video of that? And I was just thinking, just do instead of having your phone on like portrait, just turn it on landscape. Send me that. I'll that was a song over forty five yeah. seconds, and he was like, oh no, I've got this idea he's friends with this guy familiar wolf Productions, so yeah all right hits okay. him up then and they did a collab on it with the so it's all james's artwork but it's like familiar wolf has actually edited the video yeah and made it look really cool yeah. you know and done the and like it looked way cool like the thing james sent me on my phone was awesome but then they sent us this it was like that's like a proper production and mental video yeah. like and it's only a minute long but i know but still like yeah, it looks yeah. really really cool yeah you know? yeah 
and um, also Ian Ruby and and yeah, he, was it Thomas? Is it Th- yeah, Thomas Chetsky? I think is that, that was for Call of the Unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our first video. So Ian Ruby at the time. What video did he he had done a video for horse i think yeah it was just like that's the second time horse have come up actually yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. the the boys um from crows i'm actually releasing that um podcast tomorrow they have a rehearsal studio with horse oh class and i never heard of horse so they were telling haven't me you? No. no no they were telling me about him there we played loads of gigs with them years ago we haven't really played with them now in a while just kind of both off doing our own thing yeah. and stuff but uh those guys are awesome man yeah okay. and uh like i always thought that they were kind of like a neurosis mixed with like the kind of softer side of Converge. Yeah. Like not softer, but like the slower Converge sounds yeah. and kind of neurosis. But then they're not like slow all the time either. Like they have loads of fast shoes. Stuff. Yeah. I don't know. They're really, really cool. And their guitarist, Kieran, is a really interesting guitar player. Right. Like, man. And yeah. Hyper is coming from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go check out Horse if you haven't heard of them. They're class. Man. So yeah, so that was the connection there for that video then, was it? Yeah, so I just saw them did a video. I, we didn't know who we were going to get to do a video. And like at the time, we were thinking Zombie, or um, I think they were called, uh, were around. Like they, they did a bunch of videos for like Amigra and like Time is a Thief and other bands that were like All a few right. years before we came yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they they ended up doing like a hosier video then and okay. they weren't around for like nah. us doing our first video. Yeah, 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 <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? And our it's budget wasn't. It works. Yeah, yeah. So, which is awesome, man. But uh, so we, we we met up with Ian and Ian liked the idea and he got Tom, Thomas then. We were never able to get Thomas again because <laughs> he's uh, he's like working on movies in Mexico Jesus. sometimes and you get out to him. So. But he was class, man. He just yeah. came down with like the camera on... Um, one of those like gimbal things that you hold and it doesn't do any so there's like no shock yeah. I just he was sweating buckets running around we were like man do you want water he's like you guys have water he's like he's like absolutely killed himself and he he went away sent the footage back to Ian Ian edited it then and the stag in it as well like I haven't seen that guy either Simon Psychonauts is his like art yeah. graffiti name that's um, brilliant yeah that's yeah, that, yeah yeah and like I just found him at Camden Palace when that was around I went in and he had like, it was all that like triangular artwork on the walls and I asked somebody in there they put me in touch with him mm. we got him to draw the stag for like the first release and then for the video I got him yeah, to like spray the paint thing. on the wall that was the last thing yeah and I haven't seen him since We I wanted to get onto for like different colour variants and stuff okay. I can't get onto the well, dude like, but it's cool it's one of those things man Yeah, you know, he's not like on the internet and stuff he's Jesus. a graffiti artist but I mean just the, the standard of videos that um, Irish bands are releasing at the moment is just mind blowing like unreal man unreal you know the, the standard is just crazy it's like everything like production of video it's all become more accessible hasn't it I think like, it has yeah, to be, yeah. yeah. And um, like even the guys there, Ro and um, Connor Dockery, who, who do our video, they're using these uh, Panasonic Lumix GH5 cameras. And I saw them in their hands. Yeah, the, the, they're, they're just like a no, they're like a normal camera, yeah. little tiny, maybe tiny bit bigger. And the quality image you're getting off is shooting in 4K, so you can crop into 1080 if you want to like okay. crop into the image a bit. Okay. It's still like 1080 then in the end. And Fuck's sake. the quality, it just looks so crisp. Yeah. And uh, Paul. Like um, unknown productions is Paul Flynn. Um, he he did all our V blogs on the Conjurer tour, and he's been shooting like a lot of the videos that we have. He shot the angles and like in for a penny. Him and Rob yeah. shot that video, but Rob okay. edited it and stuff. He he's gonna be getting one of those cameras soon as well. He's doing a lot of video work now for Zora, and it's just mad that like you can get cameras like that now. Like you save yeah. up. I mean they're not cheap, but it's no. like getting a nice guitar or a nice home recording. It's whatever yeah. your buzz is. You yeah, know? you don't need a big thing on your shoulder anymore. Yeah, chasing people around that's it. Like, it. Yeah. like and you just put it in a bag. You can get on a plane and <laughs> it's fantastic. These, like, Hollywood like production movies. You know, like um, like you know the the song the binding. Yeah. Uh, how many hits is that after having? Have a guess. The views. Last time I looked, it was like thirteen thousand something. Yeah, thirteen thousand. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't mental, it? man. Yeah, yeah. It's it just like, it keeps climbing ever since it came out. Like the other videos, kind of hit wherever they hit, and they slowly yeah hundred every couple of months or something, hundred views. But that thing just keeps climbing, man. Yeah, and but I mean, crawl back now is um, like even on Spotify, there is a thousand listens to it now. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's you know, it's cool to see things. When you kind of put it way. put it kind of in relative terms, you know. There's um, there yeah. is an audience there, and they're getting bigger. You know. Yeah, it is, man. And like, I mean, I remember when the EP we put out the EP it was like the first songs that had hit over a thousand on Spotify before that it just says under a thousand could have two plays or it could have 900 yeah. you can't tell you know yeah. as soon as it hits a thousand you're like oh it's a bit legitimized now you know yeah. and now Tuesday Blues on 5,000 and yeah. Crawl Back just hit a thousand yeah it's great it's it? not super fast it's not like we put out Crawl Back and it got like 
you know in your head you're like you'd love to get like 10,000 views in a month or something you know but it's just like it doesn't happen like and it, it's well, a it, slow it's, game it's, man, it's, it's a momentum That's yeah what it, it is, is and the momentum yeah. is definitely building things like overall and like even I put out that playthrough video crawl back got more plays when we put crawl back the EP got more plays yeah. same you know yeah. everything people yeah. go you put out something people go back and listen to everything mm. again then because the uh, again you're in control of your own social media I think that's an important point um, whereas before bands weren't they were leaving it up to others you know labels and stuff yeah. yeah and you didn't even know like even back in times of MySpace you were surprised if you found out like Paul the bass player in Trivium was always running all their social media and it was like yeah. I, th- I remember it was a thing back like the bass player actually runs their social media and you're like whoa you could actually talk to someone in the band it's if you message yes, their MySpace yeah, like, yeah, wow yeah. no it's just like it's normal it's a, yeah it's a given and, like, and so. everybody's doing it really well you know and if you weren't talk like do you know if, if someone's in a small band that I haven't heard of and like they don't have any plays or many views and they've got a manager kind of like getting in mm. touch it's always a bit like off but you're like wait do they have like a manager yeah. and they're not doing anything yet? It's like, yeah. oh, you know, you want to talk you, to the band. You'd, you'd first. be kind of suspicious nearly yeah, if they have a manager. Yeah, You're kind yeah, of like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to the guys. Such is the independent spirit of uh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. the Irish metal scene, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's changed um, and it's changed big time. But again, if you're in control of your own destiny, that's the way to be. Yeah, like I think that's the main reason we do things DIY is just like, it's it's not even like a trust thing. It's just more we'd probably just do it quicker and just we're more focused on it yeah and we're just getting it done and yeah i think a lot of times we've not we've never made like we'd never make like an agreement if someone wants to work with us we're never gonna like sign anything we're like you show us results and then we'll show you commitment kind of thing right you know, okay. that kind of thing because yeah. like people have come and gone man and promised us the world and they were like cool man you show us and then we'll like shake hands you know yeah. and then nothing happens yeah. you know it's, well, so, it's, it's, it, it's yeah a good, there's a lot good of people talking out there like you know so yeah. you have to like just i think it's just if you're in control of it you know where you stand yeah. you know what's happening what's being done what's not yeah. being done so um, i kind of just even i'll give a shout out to worn out their video as well yeah Sets yeah them, yeah, yeah the new one with the day with rob's class yeah 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 was yeah. it rob that worked on that as rob well yeah? worked, rob done both their videos okay or, um yeah he's done first one and this one and then they yeah. have a lyric video that went to someone yeah. else for yeah did you you, you caught them at the siege i presume yeah, yeah that was awesome man because yeah. first song they were like everyone come up and no one was doing fuck all they they like, killed it and then everyone started coming up then and then it just fucking kicked off yeah man. The, like it was a mental set yeah it's just kind of from my own perspective i'm just kind of have to kind of relegate myself back to the back of yeah, the fucking yeah, yeah. crowd now you know i can't go into the front anymore not yeah, with the fucking yeah. the, the, the arms that are being flung yeah, around yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. just a disaster I have to really be into it to risk my body at yeah. this stage <laughs> 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 I, it's, it's hard when you're on like if you're on tour and there's like a band you're playing with a band that are on before you or something and they're, they're unreal all yeah. you want to do is just like yeah. throw yourself off the stage yeah you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well like I mean you do move around anyway to be fair um, Alex likes to throw himself off as well yeah, yeah. yeah but like yeah. again it's just going fucking hell like if you, if you bust an arm or you know the consequences yeah yeah it's it like you know, chip an elbow or break a wrist it's like or you're like, going to be out for ages like, yeah so you know. see like uh, as I said I'm kind of almost risk assessing fucking bands now you know I will start in the front always I will always go up to yeah, the front yeah, yeah. but when it kicks off then you but, just like, so. I know I'll stay then as well but yeah. it's how hard it's kicking off mm-hmm. you know I mean kind of we'll say there's there's plenty of bands that can um, you can stay up and kind of go to the side you know yeah, but man. um, and there's guys deliberately out to fucking do people as well which is fucking a pain that's the what hole. they were really like fucking against man and it's like it's something to kind of it's big in the hardcore world that is like yes just going out crowd killing and stuff yeah uh, we no tolerance for that shit yeah. like fuck it I hate that thankfully it's not really in the Irish scene um, I'd say do you see much of it I'd say um, it was it was like it was I remember before. back in the days of like mosh pits there was like the macho floor people kind yeah. of thing and, and they weren't and I'm not naming countries but there was certain specific countries that the lads were there with the tops off and they certainly weren't fucking going there for the music. They were just out to nail Irish lads. You oh, know? Fuck yeah. So I'm not going to name countries, but yeah, if you yeah. go to enough gigs like I do, yeah. you know where they're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. No, it's, it's, it, I hate that shit, man. Like for me, if you want a hardcore dance, do it. If you want to fucking get in a mosh pit, do it. Just let, 
no, but like I, you see all these gigs in America, man. The whole fucking floor is empty for hardcore dancers or whatever, and they're all getting pissy if anyone wants to like push mosh or whatever. Yeah. It's like just fucking whatever you want to do when the music's on to enjoy yeah. yourself. Just fucking do it and stop fucking with other people. Yeah, so that's just it for me. Yeah. and yeah. I think that's our attitude. We try to like just everyone just go mad, do your thing. Well, involved. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can kind of look at your gigs and uh, they're grand, you know. But as I said, <laughs> I still kind of go, nah, I kind of move. Yeah, I'll just observe, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, fuck it. At forty-eight, uh, I you've, think you've I've done your time. I've done my, I've done my, uh, I've clocked up my hours. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what about uh, power promotions? Are you involved? Yeah, like power promotions is taking a slight backseat for me and Alex me and Alex are both involved in that um, and then and like um, Andrew from Five Will Die was actually Andy he was involved in that like for a long time before us and yeah. then and Michelle and we joined we kind of went to Andy and Michelle and we wanted to start a promotion company at the time we were like why kind of there's already Petrified Promotions Danny's one and you've got the Pyre Promotions there was more at the time yeah. and we were just thinking here the noise promotions were over like does, do we, does Cork really need like another promotion company yeah. you know like Pyre are doing really cool stuff yeah. let's go talk to them and we chatted to them and we started running more gigs at the time They it was kind of taking a backseat for them at the time I think as well right. just with other personal commitments yeah. and stuff but we've been busy really busy with Baylor like last year and stuff and for me it's kind of like uh, if I'm really into a band I'll put, a, put them on if it's not too expensive and stuff and like mm-hmm. I'll put on gigs and Fred's a lot of times it yeah. doesn't really cost me anything and I can sort the band out yeah. if people come to the gig I can give them the money you know and it's, yeah. all, it's all chill and the band are happy but like we get offered gigs there man for like cool bands as well like but it's like 1500 plus a hotel room and like if I put that on and that goes wrong that's like it's, you're wiped I, yeah I'm already yeah. like running thin with being in a band so it's like it, yeah. it, I don't really take risks on the big shows anymore because it's just it's hard to know what people are into like a lot of the bands that i'm into i don't really know if there's like 150 people gonna go see them in car you're right you yeah. know? this is <laughs> this is the this is the kind of i suppose the joke suppose like with it um and danny danny kind of summed it up as well by saying that if he wanted to get the bands that he wanted to play in cork he'd wonder would anyone go to him yeah either, yeah you yeah. know you get offered your favorite band and you're just like <sighs> oh the money i can't yeah. fucking sign up yeah. for that and you're because yeah. you know like you know that there's a good chance you're going to put it on there's going to be like 20 people there and those 20 people are going to love it and the band will probably think it was grand uh, but you're going to be like going to the ATM at the end of the day and you're going to be paying it off for months or weeks yeah. or whatever so yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. but look um, what's there at the moment in Cork promotion wise anyway oh, there's plenty there's, for people yeah. to see you know? yeah. that's, a, that's another thing as well that I don't think that like we don't feel that like oh there's nothing happening so we got to get like there's a lot happening like so even if we're running something we're it's hard to not clash with people and stuff. You mm. know, so. Yeah, you'd actually have to work actually um, a few months in advance, and that it's yeah. great. It's a great problem to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to when when it was when it was like fucking tumbleweeds going yeah. through the town and there was nothing happening. Like there was you know? great stuff happening, and then the cruise screen closed down, and it just kind of died off. I yeah. don't really know what happened around 2015. Yeah, it started to pick up again. And did you go to any gigs really? on the cruise screen? Yeah, yeah. I used to actually run all ages gigs there when did I was you? like 16 until <laughs> ah, <laughs> I was go. like 18. The probing questions yeah. on the Metal Cell podcast. Go on, how did I, that come I actually had suffocation there. You did, that you? Was, yeah. That, that oh, was, there was an all ages and a daytime gig. And, right, uh, okay. Uh, it was Akin promotions. Do you remember That's right, Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> was it Lee? I, I have ticket stubs with them on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Lee ran it. Well, and so the, I, did, I was running Freak House, it was called at the time. That freak scene was the thing in, yeah. down in town, but Freak House was like all ages Krushkin gigs once a month. And, uh, I just yeah ran that suffocation thing. It was like I think it cost like five grand for the two shows. Uh, in the day like all expenses in, and we just like made five grand off the oh, two shows, and we were class. just like bagging that was two it. sick shows. You didn't you didn't care once you had your, oh, your yeah, cost yeah, covered. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal, and the band loved it as well. They actually didn't know they were doing two shows till they arrived that day. <laughs> And they weren't happy about it. But it was like, dude, your book, like, I've got the emails here. Like, your booking agent knows. Like, oh, he just never told yeah, them. He never told them. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, so but sure, like, they, they were, were in their 40s, man. They were like, yeah. we got to do two fucking shows. It was like, to me, I was like 16. I was like, what's the fuck problem? <laughs> just fucking do it. Like, <laughs> but uh, classic. Yeah, yeah. And any they other memories? It, that was a great spot, the Cruise Game. Oh, look, we, you know, kind of, I have the old school podcasts on as well, and we're always fucking reminiscing about the, what, what came through the cruise skiing at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but uh, yeah, some great memories Cannibal there. Cannibal Corpse there. Cannibal Corpse. Fucking a man of March, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, the, this <laughs> if we start going into it, like, it's so many bands. Yeah. So many bands played there. It's cool. It was like, that made a big difference for us growing up. Like, we got to play with a lot of our favorite bands. It was you, like, Tesseract played there. Yeah. Just right, yeah. Uh, I saw them. Yeah, and it was Red Enemy and Here and Error at the time were brought them over. Okay. Um, and t- we put them on gigs and they were playing Cork and the Crucine all ages gigs loads and to us like they were the best bands in the country yeah. when we were like teenagers and but it was like the standard that they had at the time was yeah. and like even the energy that those that Red Enemy and Here and Air had was like something that is like really evident in what we do I think like our, yeah. in, our, it's where we're coming from anyways like that the way that we felt when we were watching those bands in the cruise scheme we always wanted to recreate that on like a bigger level like and yeah. those bands should have gotten a lot further do you know and both, that's the that's, that's the fucking it's the old story man it is and like kind of did you um, go from like when did you start Baylor like was it more or less did, had you all known each other well apart from yeah like me and um, Alex were in another band when we were here younger. Dave obviously yeah, yeah Dave actually funnily enough man I was I saw Dave I was helping out my friend I wanted to learn a bit about sound engineering but he was a sound engineer he goes next time you're in Cork hit me up I'll come down and shadow okay. you went down and he was working with the Great Ocean Divide and that was Dave's band at the time he, with the bass player in Worn Out who actually played guitar in that band okay. <laughs> and it's uh, weird no? yeah yeah and I went down and uh, Dave was just there in a monument or a Tesseract t-shirt or something and uh, he had a war- big Warwick bass disgusting bass tone and I was just like at the time I was like I've never known an actual bass player I've played loads of bands there's always been some chap playing bass that like either doesn't know how or is a guitarist yes and I was like yeah playing the cheapest whatever bass they could get (laughs) plug it into whatever amp is there grand and uh and then here's this dude, and I was like, no, I'd actually think about starting a band again because like okay. I never actually like bass is I love bass like and Same. yeah and like a lot of bands overlook it and just get a clean bass sound yeah. and just turn it down and yeah. <laughs> you know? but uh, it's big big instrument for me like and yeah I just love all his gear and his sound and stuff so yeah. I started jamming with him and then started jamming with the old drummer. And we were just writing a few tunes before we found Alex. And okay. I just ran into Alex one day. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And he was into doing something again. He hadn't been doing music for years. I hadn't been doing music for years. And um, then we just started jamming, doing demos. And we were like, these actually yeah. Can I, it. Does like, Alex play an instrument? No, just, okay. just, just vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Jesus, what a vocalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he was in Knock of Dead back in the day. And then we had, were in a band called Wake of the Dead. So okay. Everything was dead back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was all like deathcore kind of stuff. Yeah, like popular. So that's what you were listening. Like around this time of Bring Me the Horizon when they were starting. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. We were sixteen, man. We were just like buzzed on nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just with the last EP now over and done with. Um, I was just kind of intrigued there when Alex said that kind of he was on about kind of the previous releases are heavily lined with the topic of death and grief and this slab of anguish and rage closes that mm-hmm. chapter as we continue writing for the new release yeah, yeah. that's a quote off him um what's what do you think about that like is that is that kind of close to the bone yeah yeah man like we'll be writing for an album next day honestly yeah. so like um we've got i'd say like half it done pretty much and right. it's, now it's just like new ideas write new songs okay um but yeah i think alex felt looking back over it that he was kind of focusing on a lot of stuff that he was just kind of getting not even maybe sick of singing about, but just like he wanted to a bit of a change. He thought like, right, focusing on this. And for him, it was something that he was like focusing on a lot anyway in life yeah. at the time. So it, it was all relevant. But as as you kind of grow up now, I think he's kind of moved past the kind of the issues that, right. that he was focusing on on those songs. And yeah. he's kind of, you know, obviously he could talk a lot better for the lyrics and stuff. Yeah. But, um, all right, yeah. but he, he's looking for a diff- slightly different direction on this yeah. and I don't want to give away too much because it's going to be really cool uh, okay. there's a lot of That's new cool. stuff being tried and like lyrically a lot of new are you ideas. sticking with Aiden? Um, I don't know we're looking around actually at the moment because mm. it's just thinking like we've done everything with Aiden and it's all great he's like a fifth member basically essentially man yeah yeah, yeah. and like all of it, it, like the quality of all our production is great it's unbelievable yeah, yeah man and he's awesome because I, I love as I say I love bass sound of that fucking bass right through yeah oh, man. Jesus yeah, Christ yeah. that was another reason we wanted to record him day one was he actually appreciated like big dirty bass yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. and they, obviously Murdoch had put out Dead Lung when we were looking to record first they had just put that out and that yeah. was like the first thing for me was like that's proper legit like at the time I didn't mm. know of anyone in Ireland that could get you a legit sounding recording that yeah. you know 
like we always wanted our tunes like production wise to sit up like if you're listening to to any of the big bands and it comes on it should just be like the same quality pr- production wise we mm-hmm. always wanted that we didn't want it to be like just weak production or whatever because no. that's not how we and like, I, th- I think a lot either. of hardcore bands suffer because of that weak production yeah yeah and a lot of bands just starting out don't want to invest that a bit extra into like a few hundred quid more into going to a better studio or a better better producer but anyway when like dead lung came out i thought like geez we can actually do this in ireland yeah. like I, always in my head it was gonna we're gonna have to go to the uk mm-hmm. to do it now we can do it in ireland and then aids just got better and better and better over the years as yeah. well uh i think the only reason we'd be looking to we're looking around is uh just to see what else we could do with the album you know is that like we could do it with aiden and it, it the songs are very different to to what we've done already because all the stuff we did before was written i'd often come up with the riffs at home and then put in midi drums and then we go in and write real drums and then we'd like finish the song together but it was always kind of the chorus like me writing a lot of okay. it at home or a lot of the yeah. bits and the riffs and now it's everything in the jam room together all four of us so like in other words you, you complete a full demo yeah more or less kind of produced yeah. by yourself is it yeah and then that's you how i was that. doing it like okay. for the ep and stuff right like uh, i would have written tuesday blues kind of in a room on my own and then gone to Alex he was I was living with him at the time he'd be like yeah. do you think this is good and then yeah. he was like oh man I'm really into that and I was like grab we'll go jam this though okay and th- and then we made like a few changes and Alex wrote lyrics I don't do any yeah. of the lyrics now yeah, really, yeah. but and uh, and then that was that was done but now we're doing everything if I come up with an idea I'll just try and do one riff or two uh, with drums or I won't even put any midi drums on it I'll just keep the riff go into jamming mm. let Sean just do his thing on it yeah all of a sudden now we found with writing the album that there's just loads of cool shit that we never would have it never yeah. would have happened just sitting in a room on my own like, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's I, a valid point and it's like a... I found like I was always trying to make all the songs interesting by just the guitar alone yeah. you know because it's just you in a room with a guitar you're like mm. keeping it interesting keep, yeah. but now I'm doing stuff like noises and weird shit because four of us in our, are in a room playing it and Alex is doing some cool vocal stuff yeah. on top and I don't feel the need to yeah. keep riffing 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 over yeah, a yeah, section yeah, yeah. we're coming up with way cooler stuff you know that's good to hear yeah it's yeah. kind of like a realization then i mean look uh, sure like you've a good collection of work behind you so yeah we know what we want kind of at this yeah. stage and we've been playing together now for four or five years yeah. so like yes 2014 we started doing mm. demos 2015 was our first show mm. uh, so now i think it's a good stage to be writing the album are you going to change much gear are you still happy with what you have it's as it's funny, man. Like, if you look at the playthrough of the binding, yeah. and you look at the new one, it's actually all completely new gear, but it's all like in the same vein. Yeah. It's like an LTD guitar yeah, yeah. and then Silla Cabs. It was just used to be borrowing them. Now I have my own ones. <laughs> <laughs> Rockstar. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, now I, um, and then they got a new head. I still have the orange. I love the orange, but I love the 5150 the as well. The, the 5150 orange. is cool. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm really happy with where it is now. Dave, I think, is just about there. So, but you're never there. Every time you buy something, you're like, oh, it's just this one more thing. Yeah, and, and as the lads um, said as well, um, Corosa, the pedals are the biggest problem. Yeah, I've always been like, just one more, just one more. <laughs> but then you get that, and you're like, well, if I had these two or three in combination with this one, uh, oh, yeah, man, it's um, a rabbit hole. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see anyway. Um, so just to close up there, um, you kind of want to do a few uh, shout-outs in relation to the gigs you're coming up, um, if you want to call yeah, them man. out there. So we're in London, or we're in the UK next week, including London. We're starting in Brighton on May 23rd. That's next Thursday. Yeah. Um, we were in Brighton for Mammoth Fest last year so it's cool to go back now there's been a few people saying they saw us there and they're looking forward to seeing us Excellent. again so that's that's what it's all about man yeah. and then first time in Hastings on the 24th um, in Crowley's Bar and then into London we're playing the Unicorn in Camden it's a Saturday night as well in Camden you'd be buzzing so. man that's yeah, yeah. fucking nuts yeah so we were thinking that even with a it's a 100 cap venue the Unicorn it's £4 for a tick for an advance ticket it's £5 on the door so like even if like however many people come to see us I think there'll be a good few walk-ins yeah. being in Camden on yeah, a Saturday yeah, night yeah. and uh, yeah then we're, we're going to Slam Dunk Festival the next day as well the Empiricon stage I saw you say it's that like yeah, you've actually nearly forgot cancer rats <laughs> all that yeah oh man I, I can't can't wait for that yeah it was cool. like just focusing on the shows it was like oh man we're going to see all these sick bands like the day after yeah. like, this is going to be unreal and they're flying home on the Monday so. that's a great trip man uh, yeah yeah uh, we've got a really cool gig to announce in June or for June which isn't announced yet but okay. keep an eye on social media will and, it be in Ireland yeah it's going to okay. be a Cork show it's with Cork a show. really cool Irish band and nice there's song. no way you'd guess who it is because it's actually it's like a cool 
crossover gig okay. that we're going to be doing. So yeah, uh, then Knock and Socket Festival in July. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. You know, I even if like you're you, you're worried, you're looking at the live, you're like, there's not that much metal on it, or there's not that much heavy stuff on it. The, all the music I come across at that festival every time I go is unbelievable, and it's stuff you wouldn't find on social media because it's like you'll come across some unreal band is playing like Cajun like Southern American yeah, music cool. you know okay. and you're just like sure that's never going to come up in my news feed yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah uh, actually it's a great point we are limited yeah, to what yeah it's all about your friend circle and what it you're is. into so like you go to this man you see unreal stuff from any genre right. and they're all like, and a lot of it is like artists that might not be even great at promoting themselves online yeah. but you go see them man and it's nicely curated it's like. really good bands yeah. like it's very high quality like build mm. you know so I go and it's in a beautiful place I would highly recommend people going to that uh, then like we w- after that we, we've got more stuff to announce but so far for September we're going to be back in the UK from the 25th to the 28th uh, starting in Edinburgh in Bannermans on the 25th and then we're touring with Black Host as well by the way they're a sick band um, we're going to be bringing them to Ireland as well okay, we cool. haven't announced any dates yet yep. but we're going to we're going to go over there play with them bring them over here play with us right. and very good so yeah they're unreal uh, so starting in Edinburgh on the 25th Edinburgh's a great city, man. Yeah, I've never been there. I've been to Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, so I can't wait. And I've seen loads of bands play this place. Bannerman's like Olympus played there with Godmother last year. And I just always see bands putting up videos from there. It looks cool. It's in a little like arch, brick arch underground. It looks like, oh, it's cool. Uh, We're in Birmingham the next day, then 26th in Subside. And uh, (laughs) Subside is a cool venue, like the loads of cool bands playing there. So look forward to that. then in Leeds, we're in the Key Club. Um, it's actually Slam Dunk are putting on that show. The promoters, same promoters and stuff. So we're kind of hey, all like, get in get with the, those yes, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's all about, man. Uh, Castle Fest is on the 28th. Then we're ending in that run uh, down in Luton. It's just outside London. And it looks unreal, Castle Fest. But we're on the Saturday, so there's a lot of heavy bands. Okay. Uh, some of them I've been to, some of them not into, like, uh, but you get to see some of them live and like like there's a bank god complex on it they're unreal i love their ep so i can't wait to see how okay it's super heavy their producer is somebody we're considering for the right for album as okay. well. so uh we could see that band live and see the difference between yeah and have you met them before no no but they're friends with the conjurer guys and stuff okay, so, so that's stuff. Handy. yeah yeah so uh definitely gonna hang out with them and right. they're really into their stuff so it'd be cool to do some shows with them after um and yeah, that's a really. I would check out the Castle Fest bill. Like, if you're in the UK or anything, like that's that'd be a yeah. really good one to go to. And what kind of metal is that? Is that a variance? It's variance. So, like, Blood Youth are on the top of are headlining the Saturdays at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be announcing anybody else. Okay. For. Um, and then there's a band called Shapes. Uh, not mad into them. It's Bruce yeah. Dickinson's son is the singer though. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. He was in a band called Gareth uh, Rise Rise or something. Rise to Remain. Yeah. Is that them? Is it? I I don't I know. Is that the same? He might have two sons. He's yeah. got three, I think. I and they're all front men. In he hasn't got a seven son or a seven son. <laughs> yeah. <though>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Part, they're all in bands over there. So uh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. That's one of his sons in that band. Um, another band put out a single recently. Uh, MTM. MTXS is the name of the band. Hannah's doing their their press now for okay. their new record as well, and their new single is unreal. It's called Mold. They're playing that cast fest as well, so I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Black Horse obviously playing. It's all positive, dude. Yeah, man. So it's, that's what it, like it takes a while. Like looking at the UK for a while, it was hard to find bands that were like that weren't massive that we wanted to kind of like line up with mm. and uh, playing like these little mini festivals like the Mammoth Festing yeah. we did and. Just playing, like going over playing the UK as much as you can. Take any opportunities you can, like if you're looking to play yeah. over there, you know, because you just don't know who's who you're gonna meet. And like that that Mammoth Fest gig that we got was because Danny asked us to headline the final of the Battle of the Bands. So right, yeah. We're like we're headlining a Battle of the Bands, so you know you're not gonna win it. You're yeah. never gonna be. Yeah, but you'll have the right people yeah. watching you. And then Steve loved our set and was like, "I want you on Mammoth Fest." So we went over and played that, and then one thing leads to another yeah. you know it's like even if one thing leads to one thing and you're, yeah. do, you're doing a lot but it's so handy that I know it sounds stupid but it's so handy that the UK is just across it's a short flight that's man. the thing Like that's it's why our focus flight. is there it's a short flight we're flying we're not even driving and we're like playing with bands that are like letting us use their heads yeah. and stuff we're just flying yeah. with guitars pedals yeah. drum breakables and like fly over with Ryanair like most with all the gear usually it's like between four or five hundred quid between, yeah. between the band we went over for eight days last time it was like 200 bucks to rent a car yeah Do you know what i mean it, yeah. it is it, 
we always thought it was gonna be way more expensive it's really not like yeah. you can kind of live over there on a week's wages just yeah you get paid on a friday go yeah. over there for a week yeah. and just and they have a huge respect for us as well and uh, i'd yeah. like to think it's the same when they come here you yeah know? there's a bigger scene there like the uk has a much bigger scene way more opportunity and it's right on our doorstep like yeah. you know, if, if the ferries were cheaper it'd be unreal yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah. If, if you could drive over there like for a ferry for like 100 200 quid it'd be unreal you, yeah, yeah you'd have everything piled up and yeah gone. it was like five six hundred quid to go over there yeah. with, a, with a crew cab van so fuck it's not cheap you want to yeah. you want to be going over for a while but we're we keep going over like we're going over for three days the next week for brighton hastings london going over september for uh edinburgh birmingham leeds and that festival cast fest in luton and just doing these short trips like it's very affordable do you know, like a lot of people might argue, oh, but you're not getting the most out of the investment you, or whatever. But you're like, we're playing good gigs over there. And then hopefully we start doing more like two week tours. Yeah. Have you noticed a kind of an increase in your merch sales? Yeah. Like in Ireland, it's pretty consistent. Like every time we put out something new, it sells pretty yeah. well. Uh, we've been hanging on to a bit, of, a bit of merch for a while now because we just ordered a lot of it okay. <laughs> when the EP came out. So yeah. we still have drips and drabs and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. or stuff we got for the we We got too much for the last UK tour. So we ended up bringing quite a bit of it home. And okay. we only did, we've only done like, yeah, before the Conjurer tour, we did like three gigs since right. so, like this year. So it, we haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to ship yeah. it. But we've barely any left now. We're getting new stuff in like all summer stuff. We got the Sleeves is coming. I saw that, yeah, New really t-shirts cool. coming. We're working on shorts. And As stuff. well, yeah. yeah. Ah, so, fucking excellent. Cool and is shit, that, um, who's, who's making that stuff for you? Absurd actually? Merch is actually, so that's actually a venture that I have with the Alex who owns Destroy Records. Okay. So they put out our EP. Uh, he invested like in helping us get that EP out. And um, he had the idea of doing this merch business because he's been doing records for a long time, but people yeah. buy a lot more is merch up than in, is records. It, are they the Northern Ireland lads, are they? <laughs> he's actually up in like Sligo. Northern oh, Sligo, Sligo. Yeah. So he's like half hour from the border, yeah. <laughs> he said it's great if Brexit comes true because he can actually get like <laughs> ship records into the UK by just going over the border yeah. and like yeah. save yeah. people money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it all yeah. works. So he's involved anyway with the merch, which he as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 he is. Uh, and so he's looking after that. Him and his buddy have a printing kind of warehouse mm. up there. They're printing the stuff. Um, I'm I'm more so involved like as sort of like a rep. So I know loads of people in bands just from gigging okay. loads, you know. So I know loads of people who want T-shirts. So I, yeah. I like I hook people up. People get on to me. They're looking for T-shirts or whatever. And I, I get them in touch. Get, get the orders in and then the lads just look after the printing and the shipping okay. and the distribution and like with Absurd March we're trying to build a sort of a brand like sort of like a record label but it's March yeah. so it's like we want to have like a collective of artists on there eventually that like go to artists yeah yeah, yeah. Can, can do a swift turnaround yeah yeah and it's like that kind of thing as well but also bands that we believe in like that are on the rise and stuff like so like we're on there ourselves but like we're, we're investing in worn out and doing their merch and god alone we're doing mm. their merch and oh yeah you okay. know so like bands like it's not just about sales but it's like these bands are kind of like they're good people like them and they're getting bigger yeah and we would just want to we're there to like help the band so we're sorting those bands out with merch we're being flexible yeah. with payments if the bands are stuck you know mm. bands going on tour get them the merch yeah hit him up with the bill after yeah. <laughs> kind of thing, but yeah. no it's all trying to help back. like it's that's a big thing like for merch we're doing that now going over if we had to pay a few hundred quid to get merch before the tour it's just another big expense it is yeah before going and having to spend a shitload of money yeah. go over and make it first yes then you then, then bring it, it back yeah. yeah it's right it's sensible yeah right? yeah it helps like big time that's the thing being in ireland traveling it's it's not as easy to just go play London, you know. It's it's going to mm. cost the band hundreds to do yeah. it, like just even one London show. Yeah, so. and and to yeah to try and make it back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you get a merch on credit, that's massive. You yeah, know what I mean, so but you can't do it for everyone, obviously. No, we, we're not. We don't have that no, much money no, no, either. No. Like, so. so that's it, man. I could talk to you all night, Chris. Yeah, man, it's been you fun. Know, it's, it's been, been fun. fun. So um, I'm going to leave you with uh, crawl back, um, the excellent crawl back. Uh, you've been listening to the Metal Cell podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or if you're a band you need to get in touch with me to come on the show uh, themetalcell at gmail.com do it do it <laughs> so again thanks Chris just wish you nothing but the best I think you're approaching it the right way cheers man um, thank you and gathering a lot of momentum so uh, check out all their stuff on Instagram Facebook are you on Twitter? Twitter yeah it's all at Baylor Official for okay. social media yeah, okay. all of okay. it's Baylor Official forward slash Baylor Official Okay, <laughs> so that's it. Many thanks, Cheers, Chris. Man. Cheers. Thanks. All the best. Bye.
Coming 